Well, hey, hey, uh, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. I'm here with my good friend, Nick. Nick, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Ben. Yeah, I was man. just waiting on the red carpet, so I'm inside. I'm not going to swap you <laughs> like Will Smith, but let's let's do some g- good show, you know. Yeah, yeah, I've got your blue a bowl of blue M&Ms and your bottled water at three degrees. Uh, all of your specifications for the... Uh, for the interview <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to uh, it's good to have you here man i'm looking forward to chatting about uh the european fulfillment network and the changes that have taken place on amazon recently to sort of open that up again more to sellers and uh you know all of the things around that as well with vat scaling europe there's gonna be lots we're gonna chat through so that's gonna be really good but before we dive into that why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself your history in e-commerce and what you're up to now Okay, okay, sure. Sounds good, Ben. So let let me tell you guys my a long story in like as as quickly as possible. I used to be an e-commerce seller for ten years. I started in twenty ten, and I was one of the first uh, companies selling acai berry in Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you remember that. You know, Doctor Mehmetos in the states he was promoting that on tv and he, he got in trouble. He went to Congress. So long story short is that it was that early. That you know, I I used to manufacture you know my products in the UK and the USA, and I was selling them in Europe. I'm from Bulgaria ri- originally, so I start from Bulgaria, manufacturing in the US and UK. I never manufactured in China, and the reason for that is very obvious. I was paying one cent per click. I was paying paying for my private label supplements two euros per bottle, and I was selling them for fifty euro. So you can man- you can imagine now. Five zero. Yeah, I mean, yeah, five zero because oh, you know, no, no, it's it was something new. You know, you can lose 10, 20 pounds per month use our product landing page and one language product page, and it was crazy. You know, it was new. It was we, it. I mean, just to give an example, of what we're doing, we we're spending like thousand euro for advertising per day at the beginning, and we're getting thousand sales. So CPA was one one euro, <laughs> and you were getting fifty euro. So, but it, it was early, no. This is the this is the thing, you know, why you need you shouldn't be scared when you expand. You never know. And long story short is that after the first product, which was called Acai Verde, which means uh, green acai, because it was like dry free, so bio stuff before the bio guys came along, and we s- we did like twenty other private label products like muscle builders, male enhancement, breast enlargement, skincare all the vanity stuff how to look pretty and of course but like everything in business no it got saturated yeah. uh supplements are shady business we used to spend like one million per month on facebook and google ads and they just suspend our accounts like that they don't care then we fix everything based on their g- compliance guidelines then in three weeks they they suspend everything so then we decide know what you know this is that doesn't work out i mean we need to diversify and we switched uh, from doing uh, only ppc to performance and affiliates and partnership marketing mm-hmm. so we only pay by results and this is what i have been doing for the last uh, last part of the weekend till 20 uh, 20 when i sold my brands uh, the reason is the following you now my partner he wanted to build the uh, amazon of eastern europe and i said to him man you're crazy I don't want to do that. I mean, <laughs> how are we going to sell that? He said, I mean, I don't care, man. You're the sales guy. 
okay, man, if you don't care, do it without me. So <laughs> uh, I, I sold my brands, I sold my shirts. And the thing is, and here is now w- when we move to the next part of the story. At the same time, I was using a company called HelloTax as a VAT compliance provider for our brands because we're selling across Europe. We had multiple entities and I knew the founders. And when I sold my brands and we changed the ownership of the companies, they told me, okay, Nick, I see that you sold you know, your brands and we have an idea. I know you, you're doing a lot of partnerships and affiliates for your brands. Can you build a partnership program for Hello Tax and grow the ecosystem? And I said, of course, man. I, I mean, I sold my business now. I used to do B2C, but B2B shouldn't be that different. So I started doing that for Hello Tax. And the funny thing is I figured it right away these guys in the industry have no idea how to do partnerships. I get, I talk with aggregators, service providers, they tell me, okay, Nick, I have funding, I'll give you commission, you'll send business to me. Okay, why the hell should I do that? I mean, <laughs> we, we we don't know each other. No, let's first date, then we can get married. I'm not going to marry right away. I don't <laughs> I don't trust you. So I figured, no, this, we need to do it a little different. And I started doing a lot of events with partners, like what Ben is doing, education. This is the key in e-commerce. <laughs> you educate partners, sellers and eventually no you can talk about the commercial you know helping first and giving first taking later on so i started doing that for hell tax and eventually many of my partners told me okay nick can you do the partnership for us and i said you know what you guys just gave me an idea you know uh, there are so many agencies there is no such thing as a partnership agency and long story short is now i run a partnership agency for multiple companies in the e-commerce space, like aggregators, SaaS providers, agencies, educators, and the only company for which I, I run the partnerships mar- myself is Hell Tax. You know, taxes are the hardest of all industries. So, uh, and this is why we're talking today with Ben because uh, the blocker number one in regards to expansion globally and in Europe is taxes. Mm. I mean, in the U.S. it's much easier. You know, it sells taxes one country. But after the U.S., you know, your next stop should be Europe. And yeah. I'll tell you more about what we do with hell tax and uh, why we're here to get today with Ben. Uh, so a little backstory about uh, hell tax uh, when before I start sharing. So yeah. uh, the founders are ex-Amazon sellers. And this is now... Uh, what happened? No, they met, uh, they were just chatting in a Facebook group six years ago. One of them is called Christoph, the other is Christian, they're sellers. No, they had, and they were chatting about VAT compliance for their brand. So they figured that there, is, there isn't a solution or a software which is tailored for Amazon and e-commerce sellers. And they decided to build one. So that's what happened six years ago. Uh, the company is fully remote and the main goal for Hell taxes to help sellers to expand across Europe. So only VAT compliance, nothing else. VAT compliance for sellers when they expo- expand outside of their home country. So this is exactly what Hell Tax is doing. You know, we help with the VAT compliance when you ex- expand across Europe. This applies for EU, EU companies and non-EUs. And uh, here is no uh, a little slide, no, because some of your listeners, Ben, might be from the USA, mm-hmm. and they d- they shouldn't ask, okay, why the hell should they go to Europe? I mean, you guys are fighting wars, you don't like each other. Yes, you're right about that, <laughs> but besides that, I mean, it's a huge market. You know, yeah. uh, the population is like seven plus seven hundred plus millions, and four hundred plus of those are 
people who can buy stuff over 18. So you're gonna expand to 27 new markets. If you're a small brand anywhere around the world, you know you can turn yourself into a global one, selling to another to a whole continent. If your competitors are not doing that, you can take them over because keep in mind, Europe is hard to start, but when you start, it's a long-term revenue stream is not because it's not as competitive as the USA market. So, and the last part is now you expand to a new market, you make more sales, so you can order more stuff, so you can reduce your cost from your suppliers and manufacturers. And uh, what are the main blockers? By the way, Ben, if you want, you can interrupt me from time to time if you have any questions or sure. if you want to. Okay. Yep, we'll okay. Do. So, okay. So. And when you expand in Europe, you know, what are the main blockers? You know, first one, the main one is language barrier, because if your translation is not done correctly, you would look, uh, I mean, you look like an amateur. You know, I used to sell across 20 markets in Europe and translations are the key. If your copy is not uh, country specific, if you're not using the, the right wording and translations, you will never sell anything. Or if you're just gonna waste money on PPC. So this is important. Second part that you need to deal with is VAT, which is like the sales tax in the USA, customs and logistics. So these are the main blockers that you need to overcome. And the good thing is that Helltax offers the VAT and I have partners who offer everything else. Language barrier, like the language translations, customs, logistics, product compliance, you can you name it. But in regards to taxes, I mean, this is what you would need to know when you expand in Europe. So I need to know what's your VAT liability, which means how much you own, all from the past or the present, in all European countries where you're operating or you're storing goods. You need to register for VAT in one or more markets, and you need to file returns according to the different calendars and regulations. You need to have a complete view of the good movements when you're moving stock from one warehouse to another and of course the last part is you need to have complete visibility across all your sales channels Amazon Shopify Magento whatever you're using you know and then the next thing is which is a question that everybody asks me okay where should we start in Europe because if you if you ask Amazon Amazon is gonna tell you okay guys go and do pan you <laughs> Which which is which is not a good advice for a few reasons. When you do the pan you, you need to do multiple VAT registrations. Don't do that. I mean, always start with one or two. If you're a UK company, you know we'll go deeper into the event reopening sh later on. But it's usually good to go with Germany because Germany is the biggest market across in Europe, second after Amazon in the USA and they accept documents in English. So I assume if all the speakers are English speakers, you don't need to do translations in Germany. And a lot of people don't know that. And besides that, I mean, in regards to the complexity, you know, Poland, Germany, Italy are one of the easiest to register in regards to documentation and how hard it is. And the hardest one is Spain. They want everything there, like original documentations, notary translations. So they should be your last stop Unless, of course, you're coming from the Watam and you're Spanish speaker. And then you would ask, okay, can I just not register for VAT like some Chinese guys? Guess what? E everybody needs to do that. I mean, you have no choice anymore, which is good for all the sellers who are playing fairly. You know, Chinese are not very happy with the uh, recent 
regulations because there is no way to avoid paying VAT so but in general this is why I need to do VAT you know before July last year there was a distant selling threshold limit which you don't need to worry about anymore since uh, July last year there is a single uh, threshold which is 10,000 K and when you reach that you can opt in for the OSS which I'll talk a little further in details yeah. later on but if you're if let's say if you're a UK seller or non-US seller selling on Amazon you don't need to worry about that because Amazon is gonna cover that and you don't need to worry about OSS OSS would apply if you sell on Amazon and if you sell on Shopify as well because Amazon is a deemed supplier meaning that they'll collect the VAT and Shopify is not but we're not gonna do it very complicated just keep in mind you don't need to worry for separate thresholds in the market that you deliver so there's one which is 10k and that's it Kay. right now <coughs> second reason why you need to have VAT if you store good goods in any given market you need to uh, register for VAT if you store in the UK uh, Germany, Poland, Czech Republic, France, Spain, Italy, then you need to have VAT registration in each one of them. So this is something that still applies and has not changed. So, so uh, the, on the distance selling one, sorry, just yeah. to come back on that one. So the distance selling threshold, no matter what country you sell into, the limit is 10,000. So before it was 100,000 euros. Exactly. It, it, it used to be different. And with HelloTax, with our software, we used to track that and we used to notify you. You just hit your trace code in Germany. You need to do the VAT registration right now. You don't need to worry about that. Because no, when you hit the 10,000K, you know you can opt in for the one-stop shop. But this is only if you are like non-EU, if you're EU-based and you're using, let's say, Amazon or if you're non-EU based and you're using Shopify because if you just use Amazon if you're a non-EU company Amazon is gonna take care of that you don't need to use the one-stop shop but what about VAT? VAT, VAT always you need that you know you need VAT always so you need one VAT registration so let's 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 do like a quick case study yeah. you're like a UK server you have like VAT in the UK so you can use you can just deliver from UK across the whole European Union all the Amazon markets and you ju don't need to do more than one VAT in the UK of course of course if your sales are under 150 euro but th this is this how it works if you're EU based company you have the following option you know you can let's say you're based in Spain and you would like to deliver from Spain to the rest of the EU you need one VAT in Spain and you can make deliveries to the whole European Union and you don't need to uh, worry about the threshold limits in the different markets so take uh, let's take the UK example just because a lot of listeners will be able to okay, okay. in that. the UK, UK example you don't need to worry about that because UK is non-EU so if you're selling for Amazon you don't need the one-stop shop you don't need to worry about the threshold limit you can you can store in the UK you yep. can deliver it to all European Union markets. But there will be a point where you need to register for VAT based on your uh, sales volume, no? No, no. There is no there is no threshold limit anymore. So, so you, you, you could don't do 200,000 euros in Germany and not need to register? No, you, you don't anymore. Oh, wow. This is, all, of course, if you use Amazon. If you yeah. use Shopify, then you would need to uh, opt in for the one-stop shop. 
but not so this VAT. Is... No, no, you always need VAT. You, you, you always have VAT. VAT registration is because you need that, for example, for the imports, for the B2B transactions. For the UK, the, yeah. But exactly you wouldn't need for to the... necessarily in, the, in Germany. No, 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 you don't. You, you, would, you only need to set up the VAT in Germany if you decide to have storage there. For example, Amazon okay. FBA. Yeah, gotcha. So just, just one VAT in the UK would be enough. Gotcha. Okay. And that's a big change. Yeah, I mean it, it's much easier. And right now we're gonna chat about the European fulfillment network. You know the reopening of that. Yep. As a matter of fact, this has been in like beta and pilot mm -hmm. for some servers for like over a year. But now it's they're officially relaunching that because I have like hundreds of partners from the UK, and many of them are complaining to me. You know what we had a lot of servers. Some of them are selling mini millions, and now they don't sell anything in Europe because they're scared that you know they can be stuck at customs and all this stuff so obviously amazon was losing a lot of business so once the brexit kicked in you know, all they start looking for a solution and now it's official you know from march you can do the fulfillment between the uk and the eu through the european fulfillment network so obviously you know uh, this is what you need to know in regards to the AFN and how you can do that. You need to have access to both the UK and the EU server accounts, meaning that you need to list your products. Uh, you, have, you need to have your products both in the UK and the EU. And inventory should be eligible across the... Uh, your offer should be stored in the local fulfillment center. So, uh, just to make it really simple, you store in the UK, you list your offers across Amazon UK and all the European Amazon markets and you can deliver and ship across the whole uh, I mean all these countries from there yep. and just to summarize now the one important thing about that is that uh, in order to apply for that you, your sales must not exceed 150 euro or 135 pounds and this applies only for B2C transactions and that's and per item or per transaction? Exactly, exactly per item. Okay. So this, here is the case, now how it works. Now let's say you're a UK seller. You have not been selling in the EU for like a year or whatever. So right now after the reopening, you can take advantage of that. You can store in the UK. You can list your products across the Amazon markets in Europe. You can sell there. The order is fulfilled from, your, you, from the UK to the EU clients. Uh, Amazon is going to collect the VAT for that and pay that to the tax authorities and the only thing that you're required to do is just report that. That's it. Mm -hmm. You don't need to, but of course you still need to have the VAT. So mm -hmm. one VAT in the UK is what you need. Yeah. So, so then the only reason uh, a seller would go pan-euro is just to save on the fulfillment fees because the tax thresholds aren't there. Exactly, exactly. And this is, this is the case now. This is what is the best case scenario, you know, and not only right now after the EFN, but in general, you should always start with one market in Europe. So mm -hmm. let's say right now for the EFN, this it's a huge relief for UK sellers. Because no use, let's say you're a new seller, you're not a seller that stopped selling after Brexit. So if you're a new seller, you, st you start from the UK, but instead of wasting time and money for like VAT registration across all the markets which Amazon covers in Europe you just use the UK you deliver your sales uh, you, you, you ship to clients and at one point let's say in three months you see you know what 
I'm doing great sales in Germany or in France, then it would make sense to, s to set up the Amazon FB in Germany and France and do like the delivery from the local fulfillment centers, mm -hmm. the FBAs, yeah. but only there. In a way, consider that Amazon is enabling you guys for the EFN to test, ABC mm. test the European Amazon markets. If yeah. your sales are great, then it would make sense to move there. If not, I mean, you should not because you'll be going into like bureaucratic registration, all this stuff. And the idea is not for us to take your money or or to is for you to succeed and sometimes Amazon is pushing sellers to the panel which is not good thing because sometimes people give up because mm. doing one VAT it's, it takes two three four months sometimes but imagine doing like five or seven <laughs> or it would be <laughs> some people might give up and this is why start small test and then you can scale across the European Union mm. so the one thing that uh, just to mention that if your sales are above 150 euro and this is for the B2C sales and for all the B2B transactions you know the customer would be the importer of record and they need to pay the import VAT in the duties when you fulfill from the UK to the EU and the same case scenario applies from the EU to the UK so this this is ho how it works and I, th I think to summarize I mean this model that uh, obviously is enabled right now by Amazon applies also for uh, any non-US seller if you expand to Europe. So let's say if you're based in the USA, Asia, whatever, if you would like to expand to Europe, you should use the same model. And that's what we recommend always. When you expand to Europe, you need fiat registration in UK or Germany. So <laughs> you can choose one or just to get started now if you're English speaker of course UK would be would make sense but keep in mind that Germany is the biggest one after amazon.com so choose one we have the customs partner so they can cover the importer of record you know all the other stuff and eventually if you're using Shopify or any like direct-to-consumer software or like shopping cart then you would need to have the one-stop shop and this setup would allow you to store in one market in Europe to get started and deliver to all the potential B2C clients across Europe. And, and the only time you would need to then register in other areas for VAT is if you store goods there. Exactly. As simple mm. as that. You know, if mm. you store, you register. If you don't, mm. you can use one market. So yeah. as simple as that. And of course, uh, we do the VAT monthly filings plus the OSS quarterly if it's required. So that's that's what we do in Hello Tax. We have the digital uh, like a SaaS solution on the front end which does the following I know that there is a lot of listeners so I'm not gonna show the deal but it's really simple like that you do the VAT registration after we get the VAT which takes two up to four months we can you connect your Amazon account you know we get the data from Amazon we file the report on your behalf and your only next responsibility is to go download the return and pay that to the tax authority so this is all done this is what we do. We have the software which calculates everything. Uh, we do the registration for the software. We do the data processing and verification uh, because we have the software plus local tax advisors in each markets. And of course, we monitor the compliance and all the sales data. So as simple as that. And the good thing is that the software is free. You only pay for the software if you do the VAT registration with us. So uh, I'll share that with Ben so you can guys check it out. I mean, it's. It's as simple as that. 
That sounds good, man. Um, so for anybody that's, say they're already uh, VAT registered in a country, whether that's UK, Germany, wherever, what are the, can, are you able to give any kind of rough idea of cost to expand? Like compliance wise, it sounds like there's not really a great deal to do. OSS, for instance, if they did need to do OSS, uh, what are the kind of uh, costs involved in that? Okay, okay, sure. So uh, this is one thing regarding the expansion. So cost roughly is this, on our side is like 1000 euro per year per market. So if you need okay. one VAT registration and filing for let's say UK or Germany, it will be like roughly 1000 euro per year. So this is mm -hmm. what we cover in regards to health tax. Our uh, customs partner, they would set you up with the importer of record or the IORI number. So this is like 1000 euro one time fee. So let's, we're talking about 1200. And on top of, of that, of course, you need to do the translations and the other stuff. So in regards to the VAT components, you're looking at like 1200 euro per, I mean, 1200 is like a starter mm -hmm. fee, which would cover you for one year. And then of course you have other experience like translations, but in regards to taxes, that's it. The, this applies for Amazon and applies for UK in Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that uh, non-US sellers need to keep in mind is that in some markets the VAT, I mean uh, there is uh, so-called fiscal representation insurance which means that uh, I mean it's like uh, insurance that if you don't pay the VAT uh, the, the insurer is gonna cover that and this was applied because of Chinese sellers because sometimes mm -hmm. they set up companies they set up the report and then they don't pay the VAT and they just burn the company. So because of that, uh, you either uh, Amazon is collecting the VAT or the second option is, you know, you need to uh, cover the insurance. And the insur insurance is an additional like 50 euro, like 600 euro per year for mm -hmm. Amazon or or 1,800 euro per year for Shopify because Shopify is not a dim supplier. And this is and for for this specific reason is why we always recommend UK and Germany. Besides that, they're obviously Germany is the biggest one. UK is the English-speaking market. They also don't require fiscal representation. So you're saving from let's say 600 euro up to 1800 euro per year extra for this fiscal representation. That's issue. crazy money. Wh which is which is a lot. But you know they're the biggest market, so they enable that. You no, know? uh, one of our guys is joking that Germany is so rich they don't care if somebody don't pay the VAT, so they don't require it. As simple as that. So, so uh, if someone was to register in all countries, they would have to pay for that fiscal representation insurance in all in all marketplaces. Uh, not actually. I mean, uh, let me give you the stats for the UK because for the uh, for non-EU in general. The only countries which don't require fiscal representation are UK, Germany and Czech Republic. And and for the UK companies it is required on, only in Poland and France at this stage. So UK companies obviously have an advantage, right? No compared mm -hmm. to the other non-EUs. But sure. uh, this is not why why taxes are like that. I mean people don't just go and buy VAT on the website. No. You always need to do the consultation because there is different cases, for example, uh, mm -hmm. You might be selling a certain product, you might need certain product compliance, but in general, if you don't need anything special, I mean, don't go for the panu unless, of course, you're, I mean, even even for established business, it doesn't make sense to go into the panu right away. 
you know, I have we have a special solution which are used by aggregators and large agencies. Some of these guys have hundreds of companies, and mm -hmm. we advise them: don't start with all, set up one, and then it would be easier for the other one. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you uh, slightly different. Just coming back a little bit to the VAT, you mentioned about Amazon collecting VAT. Uh, obviously, sellers say in the UK when they start, there's an £85,000 threshold where until you hit that, you, you're not required to register for VAT. Therefore, you don't need to remit any VAT. Uh, it, obviously, previously, when you would sell into Europe and not register, you wouldn't have to pay any VAT on those sales. What's the situation? Are you now saying that you will have to and Amazon will We'll remit that okay okay just just one something here you know the thing is hell tax doesn't provide VAT registration for home countries let's say if you're a uk seller mm -hmm. we don't cover the uk for you in the uk mm -hmm. if you're a german seller we don't cover the vat in germany so we're let's say export and expansion mm -hmm. if if your uk seller expands to other countries and vice versa so this is not something that we cover usually this is covered by your local accountant and this applies for like VAT sales in your home country because we have that in Bulgaria and other markets. You don't need to, I don't need to register for VAT unless you reach the threshold for your country. Yeah, sorry. I mean, if I, uh, for me, as an example, for me as a UK seller selling into Germany through, uh, you know, but storing my products in the UK, so I'm not VAT registered in Germany, am I still going to have to pay VAT on those sales? Yes, yeah, and I need to check on that because I'm not completely sure. Sure. Because, okay. you, like you said, you're you're storing in the UK. You know, this is a case that probably is the first time somebody is asking me. By the way, so no, let, no, let me fine. check on that. Just because, because obviously right. that would have a big impact on potential profitability, because what sellers are going to have to factor in is these EFN fees are um, significantly higher than local fulfillment fees. So, you, you know, you need to factor that in with pricing, etc. But you didn't used to have to pay the VAT because obviously you're not registered for VAT. But as you say, Amazon are collecting VAT in more instances now. So, you know, they may just collect it uh, on your behalf, which may be a challenge there. Exactly. No, if you make the calculation, it might be cheaper to do the you. I mean, mm. not the you, but the move to Germany. So I, yeah. I need to check on that if they require, but they're collecting the VAT. You know, that's that's for sure. Yeah, an sure. estimate of the VAT. Good stuff. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that really helps though in terms of uh, understanding the process, and uh, it's good to hear what you're saying about not diving into pan EU too soon. Uh, it's good good to hear that helpful for sellers i think uh, i mean um, i mean i think you know we can do the same analogy you know let's say when you do ppc campaigns you know you do always testing you know you don't do like a full scale expansion yeah. so you should you should consider the same with the vat you know you shouldn't do like all the vats that amazon is because you know they make money from fees this is why they have like the get like the free vat because they don't care about that they'll make it from the fees so yeah. i mean amazon are good but of course don't trust them for everything you know they're yeah yeah i always they have quarterly reports you know they need to yeah. do like so yeah i always tell uh i tell my students you know like it's uh your, your business goals and amazon's business goals aren't always 100 percent aligned 
a lot of the time they are, you know, make more sales. But if they're telling you to spend more money on ads, to spend more money on expansion, you know, it's not always because they think that it will actually provide you more profit is because they want to collect more fees. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I mean they're, they're helping, but of course, they would like to help the revenue go up. So yeah. it's mm. normal. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's I good. Mean, this, uh, is, is this, this, this is why it's good to not have people like Ben. I mean, they show different angles and you can just just hook and just make your own decision. I mean, after yeah, that. So. For sure. For sure. That's good, man. Is there, is there anything else you think that would be helpful on this topic for the audience? Yeah, I think, you know, the next thing, the next thing that you can guys do is whenever you have questions, you can just do consultation and that's it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's taxes are like that. I mean, it, you don't buy, you don't go and buy them on the website. Always consult yeah. with somebody and yeah. then you make the next step after that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It's not like uh, you guys as a tax company could just have a Shopify store and just sell, you know, no. uh, cookie, cookie cutter packages that it needs to be yeah, custom. Yeah. So. Yeah, let, yeah. let me tell you a joke about that. No, we did a campaign like in the in the fall last year and we did like expansion for your servers, which was very good. But you now our guys want to do like some automation onboarding, you know, without talking to clients. And sometimes you no know, people from the years used to sign up for VAT and they called the next day, hey guys, where is my VAT? I ordered it yesterday. So so this is this is why you need, you need to have the explanation because you need to have the right expectations. You know, yeah. you know, you need to file that, I mean you need to collect documents and then it takes two to three, four months sometimes. So yeah, yeah. right expectations are good. And this is why it's good that we have this uh chats about this stuff so for sure. I, I think we've co we've covered the most important part so. yeah definitely definitely and if people do want to reach out to you where's the best place to do that obviously we'll leave a link uh etc in the description but yeah. uh where's the best place i mean uh, linkedin i'm i'm connecting p the word there so uh, but i'll share you know, my link you know you, you guys have a special coupon code for ben so yeah because now we would like to save you some yeah money so yeah. that, that's for sure definitely yeah we'll have that uh have that discount loaded up for you guys in the description in the show notes below so hopefully you can get a good deal there and get some help in your expansion to europe i know it's something we're just uk and us at the moment with a, a newer brand and uh you know looking at europe being the next step so we'll be definitely looking into this a lot more it's been super helpful for me um nick thanks so much for coming on the show man really appreciate your time well, welcome, Ben, and just push the ginger tea so you get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Awesome, guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. Do check out Hello Tax in the link below. If we can help with anything else, do reach out, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in the next episode.